This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for April 8th, and we are in the middle of Moses' song this today as we pick up in Deuteronomy 32, uh, verse 28. But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them? And two people put ten thousand into flight, unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up. But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognize. Their vine grows from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison, and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. The Lord says, Am I not storing up these things, sealing them away in my treasury? I will take revenge. I will pay them back. In due time, their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive, and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people, and he will change his mind about his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left, slave or free. Then he will ask, Where are their gods, the rocks they fled to for refuge? Where now are those gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those gods arise and help you. Let them provide you a shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no other god but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Now I raise my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live, when I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on my enemies and repay those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword will devour flesh, the blood of the, slaughters, uh, of the slaughtered and the captives, and the heads of the enemy leaders." Rejoice with him, you heavens. Let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his people, you nations, and let all the angels be strengthened in him. For he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him and cleanse the land for his people. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, Take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children so they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. That same day, the Lord said to Moses, Go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the people of Israel as their own special possession. 
Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both of you betrayed me with the Israelites at the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. Luke chapter 12, beginning in verse 35, and these first verses will be the source of our closing today. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you are waiting for your master to return from the, from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that an illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, A faithful, <clears throat> sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, when you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, here comes a shower, and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, today will be a scorcher, and it is. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? When you are on the way to court with your accuser, try to settle the matter before you get there. Otherwise, your accuser may drag you before the judge who will hand you over to an officer who will throw you into prison. And if that happens, you won't be free again until you have paid the very last penny. 
Psalm 78, beginning in verse 56, and we're continuing with this very long psalm recounting the history of Israel, and uh, it's so reminiscent of the song of Moses that we just finished today. But they kept testing and rebelling against God Most High. They did not obey his laws. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They were as unpredictable as a crooked bow. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, he was very angry, and he completely rejected Israel. Then he abandoned his dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle where he had lived among the people. He allowed the ark of his might to be captured. He surrendered his glory into enemy hands. He gave his people over to be butchered by the sword. Because he was so angry with his own people, his special possession... Their young men were killed by fire. Their young women died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered, and their widows could not mourn their deaths. Proverbs 12, 24. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. And to end today, turning back to that idea of being ready. Just the thought of living so that we are ready when Christ returns should fuel all God's children to be about his kingdom work with consecrated energy and zeal. Whether you have the time, strength, and vigor to do his will depends on our readiness and openness to hearing his voice in prayer. Prayer is absolutely necessary if we wish to carry on God's work successfully. God has designed it so that he will sufficiently and energetically work through us in proportion to how much we give ourselves to prayer and so live ready for Christ's return. As we see the time of his return drawing near, we evaluate how we are spending our days by asking, what am I to be doing? The Lord has planned and purposed so much for our lives, given us so much work to do for his glory. However, so that we can be truly ready, God beckons us to his glorious throne room to pour out our hearts and concerns and to listen for his marching orders. Then, as we work with him in fulfilling his word and purposes, we will do so in his power and love and grace. Are you ready? Living ready begins on our knees and continues as we stay there. And dear Father, we desire to live ready. Help us to first fall on our knees in prayer before beginning a work with you. Thank you, too, for your promise of special favor for those who are prepared when Jesus returns. We desire to be found ready in your eyes and to please you in everything we do. It ends with a quote from E.M. Bounds. The success of our living ready is dependent on our giving ourselves in prayer. And as I've been learning... Prayer can be wordless prayer. Sometimes we can strive even in prayer with long lists and many words to the Lord. And sometimes prayer is just recognizing his presence as we go through our day. So I hope that might bring some freedom uh, from that tendency that some of us have to strive. I love you all. Have a beautiful day.